Hello, my friend. Welcome back to the Mindset Check Podcast. I'm your host, Misha McKittrick. This is a podcast where I believe that as you take time for a mindset check, you have more power than you think you do. And where we also believe that the dips we experience in life make us who we are. I have all the fills today because this is the last episode of season two. So if you're just joining us for the first time today, season one was all about me getting pregnant at a very young age and everything that I experienced on that rocky road, the ups and downs, the light and the darkness, the joy in the suffering. (laughs) We went through so much stuff. And for those of you who were with me the whole way, wow, (laughs) what an honor and a privilege to turn this mic on every week and to meet you here. Thank you so much for sharing this space. And then in season two, we've heard from my current husband and how our two stories collided and different points that we learned along the way. So this is the last episode where we're going to have Jake as a guest, where he is going to be sharing with us next season, season three. We're going to be moving into something different, a different little bit of a setup. And I'm not even entirely sure what that is yet. So stay tuned to the end and give me some suggestions. If you have something that you are wanting to hear more of specifically from me, I would love to hear. I hope that your holidays were lovely. I hope that you started off your new year with a complete bang. And I want you to know that no matter what, I think it's pretty normal for people to experience kind of a little bit of a slump at the new year. I think it's an, a, a very normal thing after the holidays to kind of feel like a little bit of like, okay, let's get this going again. You know, like let's move in the direction. And it kind of just feels like you're having to work out a few kinks along the way. And I've pondered that a lot. And I've kind of wondered <laughs> if the more that we indulge during the holidays, the more that we get off track with like what a schedule is normally for us, the things that we normally do, the, you know, all of the indulgence in the deep, like foods and, you know, we're really being entertained a lot during the holidays, a lot of that stuff. I think that there's a reset with, you know, how much we indulged. We kind of have to swing the pendulum the other way. And I'm telling you that um, because I do think it's important that we have that rest, but I also just wanted you to to feel normal if it feels like you are still kind of working through the kinks and still kind of trying to come out of those dips. And we're going to talk about dips today. I'm excited because um, it, it has come up quite a bit um, in today's episode. And so maybe it's just what everybody needs to hear. I'm really glad that you're with us. Let's dive in. December 2023. Present day personal thoughts. Here we are, the final episode of season two, to be determined what season three will consist of and if or how I'll be involved. What we do know, all that's been shared so far is just the beginning. We have only scratched the surface. For me personally, this has been a challenging project to take on, but what a blessing it has been. I have a much greater appreciation of the power of journaling between both seasons especially to read back through Misha's experiences and my personal reflection on so many details of her life, my life, and our life. It has connected me to her in another way I didn't know was possible. I have also discovered how much there is to celebrate with my own life. If you are like me, 
This even includes weaknesses, struggles, and many, many failures. Disclaimer. Misha will likely be a little embarrassed, perhaps bashful, at the things I have to share in this episode. This is 100% my doing, my thoughts, and I take great pleasure and full liberty in saying what she wouldn't say about herself. She's amazing, isn't she? The best part is you've only gotten a glimpse of what is really in her heart. Over the years, I've observed her as a sixth grade dance partner, cute cheerleader, teenage mom, unofficial life coach to her college roommates, family members, friends, mother to the four most amazing souls, but not just any mother. In my mom's own words about Misha's motherhood, there are many as good, but none greater. I marvel at how my heart has changed because of Misha, her work, and the role of this podcast. I previously viewed our story as a fairy tale, the best ever, partly because it's our story, but now I understand that our lives are more than a living fairy tale. We are authors of whatever true stories we wish to tell. Even right now, we are both growing new businesses that only exist because of our life's experiences and clear visions of what we are meant to create. We are each moving forward by simply following what our hearts and minds say is the next thing to be written. In sharing my thoughts, I am mindful that listening to this podcast are those single desiring companionship, the divorced parent wondering what life will consist of without a spouse, the griever who has lost a close friend, loved one, or child, the unemployed, the underemployed, the failed business owner, the struggling entrepreneur, the person who outwardly may seem to have everything, but inwardly is just trying to find peace, joy, their former self, their new self. I am also mindful that listening to this podcast are everyone that's the opposite of what I just listed. At the time of this episode, it's 28 years to the week since the Christmas cotillion dance that I took Misha to, still a top five day of my life. Since then, and married nearly 25 years, we have experienced more life than we probably could have imagined. Just one example, it was just a few years ago that I could only describe my anxiety and stress as if my entire body was violently shaking at a cellular level. I could hardly fall asleep. I would wake up to a type of panic causing my heartbeat to literally be felt by Misha through the bed. I could only function for one to two hours in the morning before the thickest cloud of brain fog would inhibit my productivity and most critically, my well-being. This carried on for far too long, more than 10 long and excruciating years that only someone like Misha was capable to help pull me out of. I now see it as a small moment in time that has not only given me so much valuable experience and a brighter future, but a catalyst for what Misha has always been meant to do. The results for me, empathy, feeling others' pain, even a deep understanding of their mental struggles, including those gone to suicide. When they say things like, I don't want to die, but I don't know how to live. Forgiveness. It took a long time to let go and forgive myself for not being anything close to the best version of me during the precious years of being a young father and husband. Possibility. Taking a clean slate and choosing what to put on that blank surface. Relationships, friendships, the list goes on and on. There are a few things to share regarding what I believe and know about our story, history, and future. I believe that who I am today and tomorrow will more than offset any regrets, shortcomings, trials, or challenges of yesterday. I believe that the universe, and for me that's God, 
has blessed Misha and I with a more extreme story than most to have a more far-reaching, meaningful, and even entertaining impact. I believe that Misha has found her purpose, is doing what she was destined, if not chosen, to do, and that it isn't far off from what I saw in her as a 17-year-old, divorced, bereaved parent. Yet such wisdom beyond her years in making a difference with just the one face-to-face or a room with dozens, hundreds, or thousands. I believe it's a special and sacred responsibility to help create a space that allows others in our lives to be the best version of themselves. I believe there is more to the power of the heart and mind than we can ever comprehend in this life, but that in just the last few years alone, science has made huge strides. I know that the most important story isn't mine or Amisha's. It's yours. I know that our story, and perhaps future podcast seasons, isn't necessarily about us. It's about you and provides you access to new and meaningful ways to view your life. I know that any association with Misha, her podcasts, courses, coaching, and most importantly, her friendship, will be among the greatest gifts to ever receive. I know that I love sharing her with the world. Just always remember this one thing. Long before she was ever your friend, she was and is my friend, Misha. Wow, there's a lot of things that I could say at the close of things that Jake shared and also just pondering and thinking that this is such a fun and exciting episode to kind of close out two seasons of really sharing our story. I'm not entirely sure even of what is coming next (laughs) because like Jake said, we just keep sharing and we keep asking what's next and we don't always know what the plan is. (laughs) That's a fun road to be on. (laughs) Some of the things that I really love about the things that Jake said is just his humility and his ability to, you know, really show a little more authentically places where he isn't all that, you know? There's something about the raw authenticity of sharing that helps us accept our humanness as well. I love that about Jake. And I also really love how much he loves me. (laughs) It's literally something that I don't take for granted. I'm really grateful for that. We had an interesting experience. (laughs) We were at the eye doctor this last summer and this woman was taking us through all of these exercises and trying to like, you know, have us test our eyesight and get our prescriptions just right and everything. And as she was working with Jake doing some kind of an exercise, he looked at me and his eyes dilated. I wouldn't have known any different, but she was so adorable in the way that she was like, oh my word, (laughs) he still loves you. (laughs) And I was like, what do you mean? And she explained that, you know, there's actually a, a true physical response within our eyes when we see someone that we love. And that for me was such a sweet <laughs> external validation. You know, I've told you before that one of Jake's traits that is the most endearing to me is the way that he 
compliments, cheers, and, you know, really loves me. And I, I want to point out that whatever thought you're having right now about your relationship, about whatever is going on in your life, I just want to point out to you that I love focusing on Jake's strengths. Just let that kind of sink in and be with you for a little bit. When we focus on those, it's what we see more of. And, you know, if we don't know that by now, (laughs) after all the podcast episodes and all the research and everything that we've gone over on this podcast, we really do get to choose what we focus on. Inside of being able to see outwardly the way that Jake's body was responding when he saw me, I kind of looked up some things and I found something that I love that says the perception of love introduces such elements as dopamine, oxytocin, vasopressin, and growth hormone, all of which are chemicals that enhance the vitality of health of the 50 trillion cells in our skin covered culture dish, right? In our body. In a state of love, the chemicals released result in health and harmony and a glowing body. People say, oh, look, you can see how in love they are. See how they glow? That's a chemical expression of the culture medium affecting the vitality of the cells. Okay, in other words, the feelings that we're having are releasing different chemicals, different hormones inside of our body that actually have so much to do with the way that our body appears, the way that other people can even see our bodies. Isn't that really cool? I love that because I think we all have a choice of which side of the coin we can be on. And we have a choice to be in love and we have a choice to be in annoyance and we have a choice to be in frustration. (laughs) We have a, a choice to be in so many different feelings in our life. And when we choose to focus on love and we let that grow and we let that become bigger and stronger, it affects us even on a physical level. I think that's so cool. So after hearing our story, right? I mean, if you're listening to the podcast, chances are you're pretty aware (laughs) of what happened from the very beginning when I told my parents that I was pregnant at 15 years old. And all of this relationship and losing my daughter and getting divorced and all of that really low vibration and everything that I was, you know, experiencing as I went through that. And then coming into something completely different and reconnecting with Jake and the time that it was that we were sending love while he was away on his mission. And then him coming back and us having this, you know, we we were reunited. So thinking about the story as a whole, I want to tell you about my girlfriend (laughs) who one day she was running on the treadmill and she heard a new song that had just come out. This was years and years ago. And it was quite new into when Jake and I had first been married. And she heard the song, God Bless the Broken Road, right? You know the words, God Bless the Broken Road that led me straight to you. And my girlfriend was hearing this song for the first time on the treadmill, at the gym, and tears were just flowing down her face (laughs) because she was just like, this is Misha and Jake. This is their story. And she just was crying. 
and so overcome because of, of our story. It's so cool, right? And I love the way that Jake talks about the realization of our story and how we hold our stories really special to us. And I think our ego wants to tell us that our story is really, really important or super special or whatever. And maybe, maybe, you know, your ego tells you a different story about something different in your life, right? But for us, it's kind of like that our story is super special. And it's, it's so cool to hear Jake say, I understand that the most important story isn't, isn't ours, that it's yours. <laughs> I love that so much because I think that's really important for each of us to really understand that mine is the most important to me, but yours is the most important to you. And I love how my girlfriend knew so much about our story and held it close to her heart. And then as she's on this treadmill, she's just so overcome. And, and that song has been Jake and I's song for ever since she called me freaking out after the gym and saying, you have to hear this. You have to hear it. You have to put it on right now. And I really like a phenomenon that I learned about regarding a flower that grows in Death Valley. And this flower can go for a really long time without blooming. The seed has wax all around it that can protect the seed for decades until there's enough rain where the wax becomes stripped and then the flower is actually able to grow and bloom after it's actually had enough rain. And it's phenomenal to me that this seed can exist for that long because of the wax that it's protected in. And I love the way that this applies to this story and possibly your life too. Maybe it's knowing that your seeds are being protected until it, they can be washed well enough to be in the right environment to bloom. <laughs> you know, I like that that's how it applies to, to this story. That for, for what felt like decades, it wasn't decades, <laughs> but it felt like decades. It felt like my flower was super protected, right? Until there was enough rain or enough safety or enough love that I could relearn some of the patterns that I was first shown. And sometimes things like that in our life are just like that. They're just not revealed or opened up until the rain, until everything can completely wash. I love that analogy. You know, and I like also really being aware of me being able to do what I'm doing because Jake is my partner. You know, I've told my kids that before at times when I've shared things with them that they really felt connected to or that they loved. And I've let them know that like, because of Jake, I have this, this sense of stability because he supports me and he's cheering me on and, and he is that backbone for me. But one thing that I also want to point out is that when things were hard for him, they were also hard for me. And my emotional bandwidth would not have allowed me to do what I do now. Which is why back then I was focusing on things like natural cures and recipes and things that I could handle without, you know, that didn't require as much emotional bandwidth, if that makes sense. And now that Jake is in a different place, my emotional bandwidth is different and I can do deeper work. 
I can hold space for my clients. I can do more of an emotional exchange. And it wasn't like that for me, you know, five years ago. It wasn't, it wasn't accessible. And the reason that I point that out is because I want you to feel secure and, and content even knowing that whatever it is that you are handling around you and whatever it is that's allowing you to do is exactly where you're supposed to be. That's exactly where you are supposed to be. Do you remember the term Ubuntu? Ubuntu is an African term that they use to describe how we are a person or a person is a person because of or through other persons. In other words, what the people are going through around you also help create who you are. You know, and Jake Jake mentioned how there was something unlocked in me because of what he went through. And, you know, we really are more connected than to say that I went through something or that he went through something. I can still really clearly see the distinction between, you know, Jake was the one that was feeling the depressed feelings or the anxious feelings or, but together we were experiencing. It's very hard sometimes for me to like actually pinpoint what I'm trying to say around how to distinguish whose experience it is because when we're going through it, we're going through it together. And we are all a person because of what we, you know, experience around us. Do you ever have the energy of just one person of your house is off just a little bit and it affects you? I notice it on such a level because when I sit down to to do a lot of the work that I do, if something is kind of, if I'm like absorbing somebody else's energy, I'm completely aware of it. It's wild, right? But I really love pondering on the idea that what we are exposed to, both things and people, actually help us become who we are or who we're meant to be. It has a way of unlocking, you know, things that we didn't know would become strengths for us. The other day I was walking with this really sweet girl out of a store. We were walking out of Target and she described to me how careful she is when she walks out doors that are automatic because an event that happened when she was a child, she walked out of the inn. She, you know, she was walking out where the indoors came and she walked right into those doors. They hit her face in a way that caused a pretty, you know, serious injury. And so now when she walks out any automatic doors, she pays a lot of attention. And that was 10 years ago, right? More than 10 years ago. And also my son, I was just driving with him the other day and he was recently in this accident where he was in, you know, a two lane turning lane and the car next to him ran into him, ran into his side. And so he is kind of a little hyper aware and maybe even more of a defensive driver because he's trying to anticipate the moves of the cars around him because of that accident, right? What I think is even a better example of Mbutu is, you know, the way that a mother becomes an expert at diabetic protocol once her child is diagnosed as a diabetic or the wife that learns how to best handle 
life and care for her husband when he's diagnosed with dementia at a young age or a young boy who steps up as his mother becomes a single parent. Things like that in our life really shape and make make us who we are. You know, what we go through in life awakens and ignites things in us. Things that can become our strengths. And the reason why I wanted to go so deeply into that is because we all are here to learn and to grow. And the truth is we don't have it figured out. No matter at what point you can look at Jake and I's story and look and say, oh, they didn't have it figured out. Now they do. Well, I don't think that's true. (laughs) We're always figuring it out. We're always growing. And I think sometimes when we look at our life, we kind of look at the setbacks or the dips as something that is exactly that, right? Setting us back instead of seeing that it's the dips who make us who we are. I saw a video of an experiment last week and I love it with my whole heart. So what it is, it's basically a ramp in one side, it's a ramp that the, a ball is supposed to go down, kind of like a still ball, right? And on one side, it's completely straight and angled directly down. It's essentially the, the shortest path. If you were to take like a flexible measuring tape and measure it, that would be the shortest path from the top to the bottom, okay? And then there's exactly on the other side of it that is the same length except for this track goes down and up and down and up right like hills and valleys and hills and valleys and hills and valleys and at first when you're looking at it you think it's obvious that that track is longer right if you took this measuring tape and you measured that every time it went up a hill and a valley that would actually be a longer path a longer course and so in your mind, you're like, well, yeah, the, the ball that goes straight down is going to go faster. But it's not true. When they put the balls up there and they release them both at the same time, the ball that goes through the hills and the valleys <laughs> makes it faster. I hope you already see what I'm trying to show you that the dips we experience in life, they actually give us more momentum and they cause us to go up the hills faster. (laughs) And we actually get to the bottom faster than what looks like the smooth, straight, maybe even easy path. You know, and remember that, that reference back on, um, It was season two, episode seven, and we were talking about eat, pray, love and how at the end of the movie, she learns because the whole quest of the movie is like, she can't feel content in a relationship. So she's trying to figure herself out so that she can, because every time she has a relationship, she feels like it throws her off balance. And at the end of the movie, she learns that sometimes to lose balance for what we love is part of living a balanced life. I really hope that you're just really, really grasping that no matter what you are exposed to, umbutu, with the people around you, right? The things that you 
are consistently needing to work on and iron out and figure out and what you feel like you're being blocked from because you're too busy spending energy, you know, over here massaging and fixing this or you are at your max and so you can't give in the way that your heart wants to or whatever it is inside of you. I hope that you are starting to just really internalize that those those are the dips that give you momentum, right? They're not the dips that are causing your ball to be set back and stopped. <laughs> They're beautiful dips. And I also want to talk about Jake's reference, you know, to really believing in me that I'm all that. And there is something golden about having somebody else believe in you like that. Sometimes when I feel like I don't even deserve it, he believes in me like that, which is just like sets my heart to soar. But I want you to know <laughs> I want you to know that much of life I am still choosing what side of the story I want to believe, what side of the story I want to be on, which thing I want to create to bring more of into my life. Like I really am choosing and being careful with trying to do my best, with trying to apply myself and to learn. And in my career, I've really had to be careful with the ways that I choose to measure success because it hasn't always been something that has been easy for me to be in the space that I'm in. I've had to talk myself through a lot of things that have felt like failures, <laughs> but they were just dips. They were just the dips that were helping me gain the momentum. And if I didn't have such a strong belief about why I'm doing this and honestly really feeling God's hand tell me over and over, this is next, Mish. This is what I want you to focus on. And me just saying, okay, let's do it. <laughs> like I wouldn't still be doing this, I promise. <laughs> And I look back and I go, wow, <laughs> even if it was so that I could just start to see life more clearly, even if it was so that I could learn different ways to give myself grace, different ways to stay in a loving feeling, different ways that through coaching others, I've also learned to coach myself. <laughs> like even if it was for just me to learn, I promise you that path would have been worth it. And the reason that I share that with you is because I have no idea what you are up against and what you're needing to talk yourself through. But when you know something is what you're supposed to do, or you know that you're supposed to be, you know, moving forward on a certain path, keep moving, keep doing it. Because when you get somewhere down the line, when you look back, it'll make sense. I really am a person who believes deep in my heart that we should always be learning, and that we should always be seeking for truth. I believe that that trait, if it's not something that you automatically feel, 
that you can teach yourself, right? We've learned that for sure by this point. And I believe that listening very intently to the divine whispers that are available to all of us, that everything that we need to learn and do and to know will be placed in front of us, especially when we show that we're willing to act on those whispers. And when we act on that, and we are content in doing that on a day-to-day basis, it's just like Jake said, I don't even know what's coming for season three, and it's next week. (laughs) And that's okay. Because I'll just listen. I'll just spend time listening. But when we act on those types of whispers and we learn to listen often, that we can actually be made into the greatest person that we can actually be. So in reference to, you know, Jake's voice believing in me and believing that I'm all that, I love Nelson Mandela's quote. He said, I'm not a saint unless you think of a saint as a sinner that keeps on trying. (laughs) And similarly, I feel I'm not this great, incredible person that Jake describes unless you think of a great, incredible person as one who's trying. And I, I feel that all the way through me. I hope more than anything that you can take a moment just to step back and take a look at your life and to appreciate Every single thing that's around you that really is making you who you are, that has made you who you are in the past. And, you know, that that Umbutu concept. And that these dips, that we really see them as the momentum of what propels us forward. And that losing our balance to have a family or be in love or to be a mother or a father or a child To lose balance for those things is the best part of living a balanced life. And I hope that when you take that perspective towards your life, that it gives you the enthusiasm inside of you to continue to live, to learn, to grow, and to try. And I hope that through simply trying, you can see that you have more power than you think you do. All right, my friends, as we close out season two, I want to first recognize you. Holy cow, I'm looking at my stats, and as I'm recording this, this podcast, since it has been published, the whole story has been downloaded 19,000 times, over 19,000 times. Holy cow, thank you so much for having an interest, supporting this podcast, and listening, really. It means the world to me to have a voice and to have you on the train with me. (laughs) And I would love to invite any of you to give me feedback on what you want to hear more of for season three. I'll be asking a little bit in my stories this week. If you have any preferences, you can DM me on Instagram at myfriendmisha, and you can also send me an email at hello at myfriendmisha.com. And before we close, I want to leave you with a quote from Kristen Chenoweth. She says, I'm constantly learning. And that is the greatest gift of life, in my opinion, to always be learning and growing. Until next time, my friend.